Becoming a mom brings lots of emotions, as well as unexpected experiences, from the high highs of witnessing your children flourish and grow, to the low lows and feelings of shame, guilt, and remorse for the life we once had prior to having kids. The feelings and experiences of motherhood are wild, and I'm here to talk about the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Hey, it's Jenny Swanson, your host of Chaos and Coffee Motherhood Unfiltered. I am so grateful you're here. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode six. I took a little break last week. I needed like a little mental health up, I don't know, moment to myself, update, check in with myself. To be honest, so many things are going on, I feel like, and life can just be overwhelming, especially with two littles that I was like, I just, I don't have it in me. So here we are, episode six, took a week break. I would love to talk this week about pregnancy. I've been through a couple so far. And I want to talk about how wildly different they are, as well as share some news. I am seven weeks pregnant, which is very exciting and a little overwhelming, if I'm being honest, all in one. I've been coming to terms with it. This baby is very much so wanted. This pregnancy is absolutely something that I have, like, looked forward to and hoped for um, since having Evie. Just the way everything kind of played out happened a little bit different than expected. So in September of this year, I took a test because I was having the most wild pregnancy symptoms, like nothing like I had had with Edith and Evie as far as like extreme. So for instance, um, Edith had a session with her speech therapist at the end of September, and it was one of the last ones. And there was a toy that she had that like, you push the toy and the the toy had like a ball in its mouth and when you put pressure on the toy it would pop the ball out of its mouth hopefully I'm doing it justice in describing it and you can kind of visualize what I'm talking about and when I went Edith couldn't get it so when I went to do it and the ball came out with it a kid prior to the session had must have like snuck a snack in there and I actually don't know how long that that was in there because it had to have been a little bit oh it's making me I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it I'm just gonna talk about it the smell and the texture I literally almost got sick and I was like oh this is weird and then there was like a few days where it was like scents were so overpowering to me that it made me nauseous Uh, like for instance I was going to use our air fryer and I went to put I think I was making nuggets for the girls in and I could smell the metal of the air fryer which is a very interesting thing to smell and I just started dry heaving um also with Evie I had UTIs kidney stones and there's something I can't think of the third it was like a trifecta of urinary issues like I I don't even know I I mean it's hormones I've literally looked it up and it is hormones when things change hormonally I guess you're much more susceptible to that stuff and 
So I had a UTI around that time. And there was like, I think a couple other things. It was just many instances where I was like, huh, maybe I'm pregnant. And so I was late by, I think I was late by two days. I went to take my test and I saw a very faint blue line. And I'm like, you know what? I'll test later. I'll test again. I tested again. I really didn't, I can't remember if I saw it or not. Um, and I, I just kind of chalked it up to, we'll just wait and see. And I had two full days that I sat with this information that I was like pregnant. And I didn't know how I was going to tell Vince because it was very much so not planned. I knew we wanted, I wanted a third in 2024. However, I wanted us to be on the same page and agree. And we were not there. Like that was, yeah. So I, for two days, had been trying to find the words to tell Vince and couldn't come up with it. And then all of a sudden, I started my period or I miscarried. I'm still not quite sure how to explain it because I really only knew for two days. And had I not tested, I wouldn't have known. And it was a very faint blue line. Um, yet I will say that plays into now being seven weeks the thought of what ifs of like miscarrying later in this pregnancy also my heart goes out to anyone that's had a miscarriage um I don't even understand the full capacity at how difficult that could be that I I can't there are so many things that even I have grappled with as far as like Is this going to, pregnancy going to go through? Is it going to be full term? Um, what does this look like? It, it's just making me a little bit more, I think, on edge about everything. So for someone to have experienced it at any capacity, my heart is with you. I'm so sorry. And that's why I'm talking about it now. I haven't actually told like my social media pages about it publicly. I eventually will. I'm kind of waiting to see what we have. Like I'm going to do the genetic testing in a couple weeks and that's usually when I wait to announce. Um, however, I want to talk about it because I want to break the stigma. If I do end up miscarrying, I want to talk about it and I'm okay with telling others. It's not going to be the most amazing conversation to have after saying, hey, I'm pregnant and then later being like, oh, I'm I'm not anymore. However, I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had more because there are so many other women suffering in silence that have had longer pregnancies, etc. And they shouldn't have to suffer alone with that information. They shouldn't have to quietly grieve a baby that was so wanted or however the feelings may be around that. So with with Edith, Vince did not take her pregnant or like my, me announcing that I was pregnant very well. Um, I had I have PCOS and hypothyroidism. I have had that for a long time, and I was told like a year prior to having or even trying to have kids that I would probably need medical intervention to have kids just based off where my labs were as far as like my hormones and my thyroid and 
everything, I was told the chances of getting pregnant on my own were very slim and I would definitely probably need to, I would need to seek out medical intervention to have a child. So in my mind and Vince and I's mind, we were going to try for a year and then after that year was up, I would go see a specialist and that's when we would work to conceive with a doctor. Oh yeah, that happened. (laughs) I got pregnant naturally and I'm so grateful. I know not everyone can do that, so I do want to say I'm privileged in that aspect, and I am I am truly grateful and blessed. Um, it totally came as a shock to me and to him. So when I told him, he was like, wait, 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 no, this wasn't supposed to happen. Um, but what about later this year? And I'm like, yeah, we start trying in October with the idea that we would go see a specialist the following October, and surprise, I'm due in October. So I was very unsure, and with Evie, he was totally chill about it. Um, She was definitely planned. I mean, they both were, just how quickly I got pregnant with Edith. And with Evie, I was pretty much ready to give up, actually. I We had been trying, I don't know, I think a little over six months seven months and I was like eh whatever happens happens like I'm gonna focus on getting my health and a little bit better and focusing on me and then boom I got pregnant I think it definitely helped that I was not planning to and this last time I just I struggled with for two days to try and tell him and so when I like started bleeding I was like, hey, just so you know, um, I did have a positive pregnancy test. However, I started bleeding and I, it didn't stick. And his response was, oh, we should be a little bit more careful next time. And I was like, well, uh, do you still want a third? Like it, it kind of brought that conversation back to the table and he was like, yeah, I do maybe down the road. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be 34 next month. How long do you want to wait? Because truth be told, um, I don't. Edith was 2020, Evie was 2022, and I would like a third in 2024 so that way I can be done. Because honestly, Edith was a pretty easy pregnancy, Evie was okay, and I don't know, seven weeks in, I'll just get to it in a hot second. It's not terrible. So many other women have experienced way worse pregnancies. (laughs) However, it definitely takes a toll. And I don't know how women that have like the... uh, I can't think of it. Where they basically get sick all day. And it's it could be like deathly sick. I know Kate Middleton had it. (laughs) Oh, I can't remember. There's a G in there. I I can't remember. Anyways, we had this conversation and he was like, oh, wait, 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 maybe we should. Yeah, let's let's have a kid as soon as possible. Like, I don't want to span that out anymore. Like the idea of not working, not having like a second income and kind of delaying the inevitable and then having to do it, like having to raise a, a baby and go through the chaos kind of once you're already out of like toddlerhood that doesn't seem great either so um 
I got pregnant the next month and I'm still wildly in shock that that happened so quickly, to be honest. And since then, this pregnancy has been interesting. I don't know if it's because I already have two littles. Um, I don't know if it's a time change. I truly, I truly don't know. Uh, but whoo, I have had nightmares and I don't get nightmares often. Like they're few and very, very far between. I don't even usually remember my dreams. Um, for the last few weeks, I've had nightmares. Um, the last two weeks, I'll just give you like a little snippet. Luckily, they're not worse. Um, last week, I took a sourdough class. And so for two nights in a row, I had nightmares about one, my starter kind of like being overfed and going everywhere in the kitchen while we slept, which I knew was not going to happen. And then two, the second night, I, and I kept waking up in the middle of these and I would fall back asleep and it's like it would restart from where it ended. It was so weird. It was so annoying. Um, and then the second night I was proofing my sourdough, which basically allows it to like rise overnight. Um, so it's in like optimal baking time the next day. Don't quote me. I'm a beginner. If you know anything about sourdough, you can correct me. It's cool. Um, it did turn out amazing though, as a side note. And so I had a dream that it was like going everywhere in the, in the refrigerator. I'm like literally just shaking my head at myself. And then Monday night, a couple nights ago, I had seen a few TikToks recently that in France specifically, there is a bed bug infestation going on and it's expected to kind of like expand to other countries because of how bad it is and there's really no way of dealing with it. Um, so I've known about that and then I saw a TikTok, I believe on Monday, about an influencer saying him and his fiance were going to Europe. They didn't even say France and somehow that got tied in to my dream. I just had a dream, a nightmare, the whole night about bed bugs. And I kept waking up and thinking, oh my God. It, and it wasn't even about here. It was, I was in your, it was just a nightmare. It was awful. I hope to not repeat it. I know I had something last night. Couldn't tell you what it was though. And I'm grateful for that. At least I can't remember that one. Um, I'm really hoping this ends very soon when I hit my, um, 12 week mark because if this continues forever god help me i i mean again it could be way worse dreams like i i had a gruesome dream a couple week or like a few weekends or a few weeks ago and i hope to not repeat that again but i'm not sleeping well <laughs> i'm not sleeping well because of them and just in general and then this time around um I've had like the onset and I've caught it a few times of UTIs and I cannot do a repeat. Evie, I, with Evie, I had UTIs and kidney stones and something else. I can't remember what the third thing was the entire time. And let me tell you, kidney stones are no freaking joke. At least I haven't felt that type of pain yet and I hopefully won't. Um, but I'm dying. <laughs> Not really. The fatigue is just extremely strong and then also like 
I feel like my mood is I it's not what it should be so for instance I love Christmas I love fall and then after fall and Halloween are over I am like right in there with Christmas usually if I could I'd have my decorations up by November 1st realistically that hasn't happened with kids and truthfully here we are 15 days into the month of November and I finally have all my decorations up and I'm looking at them and I'm like this does bring me joy but I just feel like half the amount of joy that I normally feel and I'm like this is not normal yesterday I felt like no joy about anything and I was like oh this is scary um don't worry I'm seeing a therapist I'm going to talk to my OB about it next week if I need to however it's just wild how much hormones and pregnancy play into your mood and how dismissive people can be of it um, or use it against you, which is a very concerning thing. Like, I don't want to be told, oh, are you just in a mood because you're pregnant? No, no, I'm not. There's usually a reason behind it. Some things. Um, some not. However, don't just use a cheap shot to say I'm moody because I'm pregnant. It, like, that hasn't happened yet. However, I'm just saying, like, at, at, like, the things that we go through. Anyways, this time around, things are different. And with Edith and Evie, I remember there were definitely some differences for sure. I actually swore up and down that Evie was a boy because of how different the two were. And then here we are on my third, I think it's technically my fourth, if you count that. Um, last one. I don't know, it was two days. I like, I, this is where I don't wanna invalidate other people's experiences with miscarriages and I only knew for two days and I still didn't fully grapple and accept the, like, I don't know. So here we are. That's where we are. That That is where I am mentally. I don't know. So here we are with this one currently. Um, whew, so different. I'm very curious. I go for my first OB appointment next week. And I don't think I can take the genetics gender test yet, the like lab test until 10 weeks. And I'm itching for it. I'm going to be honest, my family will not allow a gender reveal party because I just can't wait. Um, I find out the results immediately and then I just don't tell others. And it's like a gender reveal for everyone else but me. I don't do that with other people's information, just my own. So, here we are. And... It's just so much different every single time. What I am going to say is I had um, gestational hypertension with Edith, and it went away. I didn't actually have to be on medicine. I had Edith at 37 weeks because of it, and I'm grateful. With Evie, I had... so. If you have gestational hypertension, you're already considered high risk. And with Evie, I 
my blood pressure started to be an issue. I think it's 20 weeks, don't quote me, or maybe it's 17. I don't know. It's somewhere around that time where if it happens, I think it's 20 weeks, where if it happens before that, it's considered hypertension. And I had had prior to being pregnant and then after being pregnant with Evie, or Edith, honestly, it went back to normal. It was like 106 over 70. Like, my blood pressure was normal. However, that didn't, when I had Evie, it was, it was a different story. So I think 17 weeks in, my blood pressure started to be a mess. And I ended up having to go on medicine for it. And hormones definitely played a part in it. I was always told for both my pregnancies, like, your hormones play a part in this. This is not something you could have prevented. Um, unfortunately, it's just the way it plays out. And I think con- other contributing factors were I had lost my best friend earlier. Um in the pregnancy and that was just really hard and truthfully still is I haven't fully processed it here I am like starting to cry over it and I don't want to process it right now um I've been doing it over time it's been almost uh yeah it's just a lot it's been two years and it feels like it was yesterday in so many ways and I still wait for her to message me it feels like you know she's just gonna text or call but that's not quite the case um so we had that I had that going on and then also we were moving but we didn't know where uh with my husband's job and so All of that wrapped into one. I think that really fed into it along with being pregnant and having gestational hypertension with Evie or with Edith. So after having Evie, my gestational hypertension never went away or my hypertension never went away. It actually got worse for a hot second, which apparently is normal um, for some. And so I'm dealing with that again. I don't actually think I have any issues right now. I'm still on medicine. However, it is still a concern as to if it will spike, and I'm hoping it won't. Um, And I will, again, be a high-risk pregnancy, but I delivered Evie at 39 weeks, and hopefully I'm able to do the same with this next baby. Very grateful that I was able to make it that far. And it's just, again, it's so wild how different pregnancies are, and... I'm so grateful and blessed to have been able to have two full healthy pregnancies and to be able to get pregnant so easily. And if this is something, if you're experiencing, I just want to say, if you're experiencing any sort of infertility, I see you, I honor you. It's a struggle that I won't even begin to fully understand or comprehend And I want to say I'm with you. Don't struggle alone in silence. Um, That's why I'm sharing currently about this one. It's just because of how wild things 
are so different and like my mood being so different and you deserve to be seen and validated. Your feelings are valid. If you've listened this far, I'm so grateful. And if you have been pregnant and you have beautiful babies, hug them. And if you haven't and you want them or you don't, that's okay too. Um, we waited five years before having kids and I can say with every ounce of my being, I am grateful. <laughs> because I did a lot of work prior to having kids and had I not done that I don't think I would be nearly as patient and even now I feel like I'm losing my shit on a daily basis so god help me if that weren't the case like right now I think that's also where my mood plays in the girls are just in such a rough developmental age I mean they're they're doing everything developmentally appropriate uh Edith doesn't like sharing and she definitely doesn't listen. She does outside the house. However, when we're home, and this is why I like to get out of the house almost daily because it just makes everything a lot easier. Evie, we're in Evie's world just playing like she's the main character and we're just kind of like supporting roles. I don't even know how to explain it. Girlfriend, like literally I'm kind of terrified for what three is going to look like with her. She, um, she, she's in her destroying era. I don't know how else to say it. Like, she likes ripping books, especially pages in my book. Um, obviously she doesn't mean to. She's been, she's pulled the star off the tree. It's like, I think that's also part of the thing with the Christmas as far as not being like fully joyful about it. I have to be very intentional as far as how much I decorate and where I put these decorations and how much I'm willing to lose out of them. So with our Christmas tree, I don't even have a full tree and that's a buzzkill in itself. But we have a pencil tree because I know Evie will try and pull it down and she actually has pulled it down on herself twice and it did not phase her. Um, the ornaments are only up on the top of the tree far enough up that she can't reach it and then I have a star that plugs in and unfortunately it's probably not going to be plugged in for long because she pulls the star off the tree with the cord um girlfriend is just giving us a run for our money and it is very difficult to it, it feels like she's going from one thing to another and I truthfully don't think it's fully for attention um some of it's just like this is she's just living her best life and I don't even know I feel like we're in the wild wild west right now I don't I really I think that's also where my mood plays in I'm very excited for this pregnancy and then also at the same time I'm like what the fuck am I thinking like I'm really trying to grasp the concept of what this is going to look like and I really truly can't because of how chaotic it already is and you know from every adjustment going from zero to one kid and one to two we've made it work we're going to make it work it's going to be great and there are going to be times where I'm like I have lost my mind I already feel that way and I know I've gotten judged for it a couple of times like 
I've said that before and I'd be like, I'm overwhelmed or like I was kind of prepping my mom and sister for when we visit in December. And I was just like, I just want you guys to truly understand, like, you have not seen these girls yet, like, fully behave in their true capacity. So I just want you to mentally prepare because it's going to be a little overwhelming. And at some point, I think a comment was, okay, well, you, this is it, or this is what you wanted, right? Or, uh, and I don't, I don't think... I don't know which one. I don't know. It doesn't really matter who said it. It, do, it. it truly doesn't. But it was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. I want three kids. And I like the, I mean, I'm not saying I'm thriving in the chaos. We're, we're living through it. Um, we're surviving the chaos. And I'm allowed to say like, this is hard. This is challenging. Because it is. Otherwise, if I can't be honest and I can't have like an outlet to talk about it, that's not great either. It's suppressing your emotions. And granted, I do talk about it with my therapist. Um, however, going back to Brene Brown, if we don't share our vulnerability and where we're going in life and create that sense of, I don't know, community and understanding, then we're missing out. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So thank you so much for listening. And whether you are a parent, you're going to be a parent, you're on the fence, or you don't want kids, I honor where you're at. Every choice is not easy. And I see it from every angle. There are so many reasons to love every ounce of this. And then there are so many reasons where it's like, I am fucking in the thick of it. I don't even know how I made it through the day. I'm questioning whether I'm going to make it. <laughs> To even just relaxing or if I need to go to bed and if that's the case I see you I honor you and if you're like yeah fuck those kids I don't want anything to do with it hey I honor that as well this is not an easy job and there are a million reasons to not want kids and I honor that as well there are a million reasons for wanting them and not having them again Vince and I waited five years and I'm so grateful we did and if you're in the season of infertility, I see you. I can't even imagine the struggles that you're going through. And I just want to say you are a strong, strong individual and you deserve every blessing possible. And you deserve to be a mom. Again, thank you so much for listening and I am so grateful. I will see you next week.